You're listening to Paper Cuts on Clock Tower Radio. Paper Cuts is a look into the world of zines and DIY publishing. And currently we're in Detroit for the Detroit Art Book Fair, which is organized by local bookstore and publisher Ditto Ditto. And it's my great pleasure to be sitting in the back of Salt and Cedar, which is a print shop um, with Ditto Ditto's co-founder, uh, Maya Ashak. And we're going to be talking about the Detroit Art Book Fair and about the reading that we just witnessed and about the wonderful weekend that Maya put together. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. So Maya, just to like, set the stage, um, can you tell me a little bit about the, the Detroit Art Book Fair and how it started? It's in its uh, fourth year now, is that correct? Yeah. Um, the fair started in 2013. I, earlier that year, I, was, um, I went to an art book fair in Philadelphia with Megan Major, and um, that fair, like a friend had told me about this fair, and I was starting, had already started to do some like art, um, art book distribution for some folks locally, and um, we just kind of like used the fair as an excuse for um, me to put together a, an art book distribution house and like publishing house, so that was kind of like the, the first step, so I created Ditto Ditto then. Um, oh, so Ditto Ditto started in 2013? 2013, yeah. Um, there was some stuff that sort of happened in 2012, a little bit earlier, but but 2013, like going to the Philadelphia Art uh, Photo Art Book Fair was kind of the first step. And so after going, um, Megan and I both felt really inspired by the people that we met, and it was a, a, a fair that was like, I think there were probably like 30 vendors or something, uh, mostly photo art book people and it was just like the organizers were really friendly and wonderful and all the people all the other vendors that we met were just also really wonderful and um when we got back to Detroit both Megan and I were really felt really inspired to make books Megan's a photographer and so she started to make her own art books after that and I started to think more about Ditto Ditto and um and think about trying to organize the Detroit Art Book Fair. Um, and so I reached out to some institutions locally that seemed interested, but then um, that all kind of, the communication sort of stopped after a while. So uh, just one day, Megan and I were hanging out, and I was sharing these frustrations with her, and she was like, let's just pick a date and just do it. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of it. So she sort of um, helped push me to just like, make it happen uh and it's really important to have those friends to really push you to do the things that you want to make happen yeah totally yeah yeah and I I so still appreciate it because she she kind of can see the bigger picture sometimes when I can't um and uh yeah so that year we picked a weekend in October um we were we had access to our friend's gallery space right next to Trina Sof and just started getting the word out through people we know. Um, and about 25 vendors signed up, and we tried to promote it as best we could, and it was really amazing. Um, yeah, so we did it in 2013 for the first time. Yeah. Super DIY, like, low-budget. And um, so... There was 25 people there for your first fair. How many people were actually involved in this one? It seemed like a very full room at uh, Trinosov. Yeah, so part of the thing that's um, part of the uh, 
the sort of like mission statement, even though there isn't one, but if there was one, <laughs> one of the things that Megan and I are always talking about is um, what drew us to the Philadelphia Fair and uh, why it was so inspiring for us. And I think the size of it was um, felt really manageable and all of the people that were uh, participating, it was like a, you know, a pretty, um, everyone had some some sort of common thread and obviously they're all mostly photo art books so there was like that commonality and then um so we've always just kind of wanted to keep it at a manageable size and not to go too crazy this year we had 40 vendors which is the most we've ever had um which is the most that we will ever have um and yeah so one question is you mentioned the uh, commonality of the philadelphia Mm -hmm. uh photo art book fair is there a common thread that you're like looking for for the Detroit Art Book Fair or what's your organizing principle when you're approaching vendors or accepting people who are applying to the fair? Um, I try to uh, think about diversity as far as subject matter and um, like production value and uh, and it's kind of nice because it's not just folks from Detroit that sign up so I'm always surprised by when people come in from out of town and it's extra exciting because um, I get to meet new people that way so uh, so when people approach me to sign up I kind of just look to see if their work feels good to look at <laughs> and like um, a very important requirement yeah I don't know I'm just like it's uh, sort of selfish on my part because I'm like if I'm excited about it then I can get other people excited about it um, so yeah so this year I I and like last year, I think I started to think more about this because um, when I was setting up the Ditto Ditto table last year, uh, the, sh- the bookshop carries new and used books. And so that was like one thing that I had last year that I was like, no one else is really selling used books and I kind of want people to. Yeah. Um, so this year I was really excited because one of the main distributors that I go through is um, this art book, uh, not just art books, book collector, book and record collector and dealer. Um, and so he was there this year and he had all used books. Uh, and I just think, so every year I'm just like kind of trying to think of like what is missing, um, and what could make the fair like a little bit more well-rounded, um, and inclusive. And yeah, I feel like if I have like 40 poetry book vendors, like I would be really bored and then everyone else would be really bored. So, um, yeah. So who are some like new people coming into the fair this year that you were really excited about bringing out to Detroit? Um, well, it was great to have you here. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there were a lot of a lot of new people this year that I'm so excited about. Um, Craig Huckabee was the person I just mentioned that um, sells me books all the time, and I just was so happy that people could kind of see things that were in his collection that I might not necessarily carry in the store, but that I think are like amazing. Um, and um, uh, this young woman named Taylor Yates, who runs uh, Selfish Magazine. Yeah. Taylor has been a host of Paper Cuts on several oh, occasions. Cool. Yeah. yeah, she's um, so she did an event and launch at the bookshop, um, and that's how we met. And I was so excited that she was interested in coming back because I think she's like just so sweet and kind, and I think she's like so motivated and creating this really awesome journal um it was yeah so I I was excited to see her again and reconnect with her and the folks at Monster House Press such an amazing publication so great and the event that she did at the store um drew like a great crowd that was like 
kind of different than I feel like it was like slightly younger I mean I'm pretty young myself but like it was somehow like an even younger audience that I was like so excited to have in the store um yeah and then the folks at Monster House Press uh, were great and we've been sort of like getting to know one another over the past few months um so any excuse to bring them out is awesome um I, I could like honestly go on. There's also people in Detroit that um, previously hadn't participated that like made were making art books for either for the first time or like sharing them for the first time. Oh, cool. um, so there's a ceramic studio that made a bunch of zines, Hamtramck ceramic, um, and then uh, yeah. It, so anyway, so there's a couple things that are really interesting. It's it's that you're setting up the the art book fair, um, which I will say is has brought me out to Detroit for the first time. Oh, cool. And I've really enjoyed my visits. I'm very grateful that you uh, accepted my application. Sure. <laughs> um, but there's also Ditto Ditto as a like publishing house mm-hmm. and bookstore. So I'm interested in, in hearing about the relationship that you have with publishing and bookmaking and mm-hmm. how you see uh, Ditto Ditto's role in Detroit in like the art and literary scene here. Um, yeah, uh, Ditto Ditto... It's sort of had a few different phases, and I think it's, like, always kind of changing, and I think part of that is because I, like, I get, I don't get necessarily bored, but I get kind of restless, and I think I'm changing all the time, so I, like, try to keep it, inter- whatever, keeping it interesting for me, and um, sort of, like, developing it, and uh, so when it started, I had been working with an artist, a graphic designer named Danielle Aubert, um, making some art books, and that was, like, the first uh, well, I guess before that, I was running the bookshop at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And so I started there working and thinking about distribution of their own publications. Um, and I met Danielle there, and we made some books together, and I helped her uh, with distribution and just sort of, like, logistical things. Um, and it was really fun um, and rewarding work. So uh, I guess... That's that was my intention at first was just to like figure out how I could help people that were making small run, like independently published art books, literary and visual art books, and how I could like um, help with distribution. Yeah. And so for a while that meant like contacting lots of bookstores and like trying to get them to carry different people's books, and um, that proved to be it was like it worked out really well. Like it was like easier than I thought, but then at the same time, I don't think it just didn't make sense either. Like for me to be spending my time this way to like, to try to sell these books in different places when there wasn't really a spot that made the most sense other than the mocad store at the time. Um, and yeah, I got, I got kind of, I was had, was at working at a job that I didn't really care for. And, um, the folks at Trina Soph, when they first bought the building, were like, if you want to open a bookstore in here, like, you can just have the space for free. Oh, wow. And, or like, you know, a portion of the space for free mm-hmm. and sell books. And so I'd been working at this job and months later I reached out to them and I was like, I want to quit my job. Like, can I do this still? And so they let me do that for, I did it for like six months. I had like a table and a few shelves and I started reaching out to publishers that I'd met through the Detroit Art Book Fair or, um, that I'd met through just like coming through town or people that I've been like following um, that I learned about somewhere online or whatever. And, um, and then I found the space that I'm currently in um, really randomly. I wasn't looking for a place. 
to open a storefront, but I came across this space that was sort of perfect. It was an old apartment, so it felt comfortable and like it was really small, um, which is hard to find here. Um, But as far as how how Dido relates to the literary community, I think there's a lot that's already here and I... um, I try to showcase as much as I can as and as much as it makes sense um, in relation to art and poetry and um, other other areas of interest um, and since this shop is small, I kind of have this this um, this privilege to like be really choosy about what I show in the shop um, yeah, and I host events there uh, regularly semi-regularly um and where's the shop located at in detroit what's the neighborhood it's in a neighborhood called corktown which is um just uh west of downtown and very close to the detroit river um and i'm situated right next to this amazing record store called hello records uh and so before a while it was just like them on this corner and then like I opened my shop and now there's like a, a bunch of new businesses opening a sort of kitty corner to us which is exciting Paper cuts on Clock Tower Radio. Can you talk a little bit about the local, um, like publishing? scene here in Detroit because one of the things that is exciting about coming here for the first time is talking to a few people who are local to Detroit and are you know attending the fair and also visitors to the fair who are uh, who have grown up here or have lived here forever and are um, also excited to to find some local products mm-hmm. um, yeah so just a little bit about uh, the the scene as it was even before Ditto started yeah, um, so Detroit has a pretty strong history as far as independent publishing goes, and that's um, true when it comes to like radical presses or um, poetry presses or art, you know, art artists that were like publishing zines and whatever else. Like from, um, I've come across a lot of things, a lot of publishers and and books and artists from the early 60s through like the early 90s that were um creating these like beautiful objects so so part of the the um beauty of being able to sell new and used books is that I can like um with the help of people like Craig and other folks that are still around the area that were involved in these scenes um I can share them with people like myself so like one of the presses for example is um, like Black and Red Press, which is an anarchist press that was based in southwest Detroit. And they were the first folks to translate Society of the Spectacle. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were involved and sort of ran the Detroit Printing Co-op, which um, 
brought together, basically allowed anyone to be able to print on this uh, letterpress equipment. And um, and then there's like folks like Lotus Press and Alternative Press um, and Broadside who just like have such an amazing catalog. Um, that's that's so important to the history of the city as far as like uh, like the literary and art scenes go um, and like activist scenes and all of that. Like, um, so that was already, I mean, that's already there. Uh, and finding that stuff, coming across that stuff isn't very difficult if, as long as you like know kind, a little bit about it. And, um, and I'm always learning more. Um, there's like lots of experts that uh, I get to learn from locally. Um, currently publishing... There's, there are definitely a handful of folks that are doing it, um, and then some, like, galleries that are producing books as well, but it's sort of, I think before, for me, it just felt kind of disjointed, um, and I didn't know where to find these people, uh, so that's, like, one of the amazing things about having the shop is that people reach out and want me to sell their books. Yeah. Um, which makes so much sense if they're local and they want their friends and, like, family to be able to buy their books in a bookstore, like, it's it's really amazing um and it also is great to have the book fair here uh so that they can share their work in a different way um and the book fair draws like a huge crowd compared to like the slow trickle of visitors to the bookstore so um yeah so I hope I hope um I've been able to find more folks this way but then um it still kind of feels like a little bit disconnected like there are people that are making, like I mentioned, you know, galleries that are making artist books. And then there's like me who does like a little bit of everything. And then there's some folks that just do poetry and some folks that just do like graphic novels and things like this. So like, um, those things don't necessarily all make sense together. Like, and we're not all interested in really the same things, but, um, but I'm finding more of these people as time goes on. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so also we're sitting here, like I said, at the top of the program at the back entrance of Sultan Cedar, which is a print shop here in Detroit. And we just listened to a really wonderful reading that you organized as kind of the after party for the Detroit Art Book Fair. Can you just kind of tell our readers or our listeners rather who the readers were and what yeah. this event was? Um, so the event, like you said, took place at Salton Theater, which is a letterpress studio run by Megan O'Connell. Um, and Megan is this really fantastic person that just like creates beautiful spaces and beautiful objects. Um, and I've worked for her for a little bit in the, a few years ago and met her that way and um, at a different letterpress studio. Um, and then have worked with her, have been lucky enough to work with her on um, other projects. So she does uh, work that's commissioned. She also um, is an artist herself, so uh, she makes these beautiful prints. Um, so she was kind enough to let us use the space today and uh, and invite two folks from Monster House Press, um, Richard Warrenberg, who is the founder of the press and, and runs it, and he's also involved with Boxcar Books in Bloomington, Indiana, and then Bella Bravo, who's a writer um, who has been published by Monster House many times, and uh, they've both read at the bookstore at different times in the past, and then I've been out to Bloomington and did a reading at Boxcar Books um, in July. So I've gotten to know them over the basically over the past few months, um, and I think the work that Richard does with his publishing is really 
amazing. Um, and to be able to introduce me to the work of people like Bella Bravo and um, <laughs> um, and then this other writer, James Payne, and a few other folks. Um, so yeah, it just felt really special to be able to invite him to a different space and to have him them both here at the fair. Uh, and then the other writers, a fiction writer named Lee Gallagher, who's based in Brooklyn right now, but she was um, she went to U of M and uh, was one of like the Helen Zell Fellows, literary fellows, um, and was living in Detroit a few years ago. So I got to meet her that way, just like as a friend, and um, and. I only ever heard her work, her, heard her read, read her work at the first Detroit Art Book Fair in 2013. Um, so since then, I've gotten to know a little bit more about her writing, and I'm just like a huge fan of her as a person and as a writer. So uh, yeah, having the three of them here together was really lovely um, and a great way to to end this like really nice weekend. <laughs> yeah. A, uh lovely like candlelit reading was yeah. a very wonderful cap to the weekend yeah. um but as we're wrapping up can you tell us how people can actually find ditto ditto or learn more about you um links social media sure. things all that um i'm a huge fan of instagram and Which i think how i found ditto ditto really? before actually uh knowing what the shop was oh cool um so yeah it's just ditto ditto books uh on Instagram and then uh, ditto ditto dot org is the website and um, when I'm really good I post all of the events on there and I have a ton of books that are listed on there available for purchase and things like that um, and there's some basic information about the bookstore as well and in real life the shop is located at 1548 Trumbull in Detroit Michigan and yeah, there's like a Facebook page that I don't really use, um, but it is there. Yeah, cool. Well, Maya, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with me. This has been a really wonderful weekend, and I'm so glad to have been able to spend some time in Detroit. Cool, thank you so much for coming and for doing this. Looking forward to next year. Cool.